much of our lives inside Either in traffic at work or close eyes How about we all agree that it's way overdue to take back our lives Welcome to the Work Wherever podcast. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Um, today we're going to get into a couple different things around, I guess it would be the struggle of defining who you are as a business, defining who you are as an individual, defining um, just governance in general. I feel like a lot of people, and I'm trying not to draw too broad of a a brush here. Um, there are too many people, businesses, organizations, government agencies that try to fix things with either people or technology. You're either trying to hire more people so that you scale. You're either trying to bring in more people to surround you so that you can get something done faster. You're bringing in new technology so that you're uh, business will be uh, quicker, faster, better, or your home life will be easier, or your you'll get your shows faster, or whatever it is. You're attempting to solve things with people and technology. And neither of those are going to help you. It, it's not people, it's not technology. Neither of those two things are going to make your lives better or faster or easier. What's going to make your life easier and better and faster is this. It is defining who you are, if it's an individual. It is defining what needs to be done, if it's a business process, and defining what's important to you also known as your core values, if you are either a person or, or an organization. That's what's most important. You see, there's a quote that I posted. Uh, if you're part of the Go Work Wherever community on Facebook, I posted this in, in the community there, and I will bring it out here into Facebook, or not Facebook, this is a podcast. I'll bring it out here into the podcast world because I think it's worth a lengthier discussion behind the gate that is the Go Work Wherever Facebook group. So if you're not a part of the Facebook group, go to Facebook and search Go Work Wherever, and it's a private community. You'll have to answer available questions. We keep it private to make sure that the conversations is not all spammy. I hate when people just go on and start spamming people. So that is why it is a private community. Uh, and so the quote that I came about, and so this is actually, I stole the, the or liberated, rather, the original portion of this quote from a book called The 4-Hour Workweek, which if you haven't read The 4-Hour Workweek, it's a great book. Uh, I'm blanking on who the author is right now. I'll pull it up on my handy-dandy notebook here, but it's called The 4-Hour Workweek, and it's a book about how to streamline things so quickly that 
you'll be able to reduce the amount of hours that you work in a week. And so in doing that, you will be able to get more things accomplished in less time and you'll be able to do things that you want to do like travel or spend more time with your family or a lot of the things that at Capital Presence we talk about or a lot of the things I talk about on this podcast that you should probably be doing more so than sitting at a desk in an office after sitting an hour's worth of traffic. So the book, The 4-Hour Workweek, Tim Ferriss is his name. Great book. I got the audiobook. Um, which is still great. The guy, the the mediator, is that what nav? What is it called? Narrator. The narrator of the book. Um, he does a great job. He does. A, he does a fine job. But it is very robotic sounding. Like he, it is. I would much rather read the book. I bought the audiobook because I wanted to fly through it because I thought it was a really interesting topic. But I should have bought the book, and I will buy the book to read it uh, again because I think that there's a lot that I'm missing having doing the audiobook on it. But the quote is this, longest buildup ever. The quote is this, using people to leverage a refined process multiplies production. Using people as a solution to a poor process multiplies problems. So that is the quote from the four hour work week. And the, the, the portion that I added to it, and I wrote this on the Facebook, which I'll get into it in a second, is using technology to leverage a refined process multiplies production using technology as a solution to a poor process multiplies problems see this is very simple and this is a problem that a lot of people and business organizations have is they go into this thought process that i'm missing a piece of technology i'm missing a capability that i don't have and they try to go out and buy it and you know who wants you to buy it every software salesperson out there they all want you to buy the fancy new thing the new integration the new version download this new ios download this new streaming platform download this new application download this new software and it'll make your lives easier bull shit <laughs> there is not a single software streaming service program technology on this planet that will provide you a better quality of life. It's not it's not out there. It doesn't exist. I know that that's what tech is trying to sell you. I know that's what cloud computing is trying to sell you. AWS, Am you know, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, uh, Blue Ocean, all of them. Cloud computing and technology is here to provide a better quality of life. Bullshit. No, it's not. <laughs> technology and uh, cloud computing is here to uh, sell. It's here to make money. And now, can it be used to create a better quality of life? Sure, if you know what you want. But simply plugging an Alexa into your kitchen does not give you a better quality of life. Simply downloading Cortana on your machine or enabling it on your Windows device, on your Surface, does not provide you a better quality of life. Saying, okay, Google, and asking it who you know, won the Nationals game today, does not provide you a better quality of life. I thought for sure by saying that my phone would light up. These things alone don't provide a better quality of life. Now, can cloud computing provide a better cloud of life? Can it? Sure. But cloud computing itself does not do that. Technology itself does not do that. Defining what it is that you are trying to accomplish, that's where things get done. So 
before you think that you can just go out and scale your business by bringing in new people, uh, create a better friend group, create a, uh, if you're trying to change the landscaping in your, your house or your yard, which by the way, I'm trying to do that right now. <laughs> so my tractor broke and I mowing the lawn, I ran over a rock and it popped up and it destroyed the blade on my tractor. And I have been trying to fix that, took it apart. I have been trying to get new parts for it, which I did which it's still under like a three-year warranty, so I shouldn't even have done any of this. I should have just taken it back to the shop, but here in my uh, in my pride of owning acreage, I felt like I had to learn how to fix a tractor. So that's what I did. I bought a tractor. Instead of taking it into a place to get it worked on uh, the right way, I went out and bought a tractor lift uh, for a small engine so I can use it on the AT- I have ATVs too. So that, you know, and so I lifted the tractor up got underneath it, started messing around, took the blades off, you know, replaced the, the, whatever, I don't even know what it's called. The, the, some sort of thing the blade hooks into, um, I replaced it. Thank you, YouTube. And now, so I used the technology of YouTube. I went out and bought the parts and I thought that I was going to fix this damn thing. But honestly, I didn't even know what I was looking at. I took the whole thing apart, fired up YouTube and figured, you know what? I'll figure it out. And you know what I have now? An even more broken tractor. <laughs> okay. So for some reason, the technology of YouTube and the parts, and it doesn't matter how many other people come outside, guess who else came out? My son, uh, my daughter, my wife. Uh, I had a friend come over. Guess what? More people didn't solve the tractor. Go figure, right? The tractor's still a part. It's actually in more parts now than it was. Going to Tractor Supply Co. I love Tractor Supply. Love it. Great place. But bringing my broken blade and spindle or whatever it's called into tractor supply didn't fix my tractor. Didn't matter how many people looked at it. They were like, uh, yeah, here's the part. Didn't work. You know why? Because I didn't explain to them what I was trying to accomplish. I said, hey, this is broken. Over there, aisle one or whatever. Okay, here it is. hundred bucks. Cool. Brought it home. It's broken tractor. Okay. This, this is the same thing with your business. It, you see it all the time. Somebody says, I need more sales. Well, you need marketing. Okay, well, and then they go out and they throw a bunch of money at marketing. They throw a bunch of money into ads. I got a lot of, I know some of the brightest minds when it comes to marketing. If you guys, uh, I'll, I'll shout them out. I don't even care. Hidden Falls Media, go check out my boy, Alex Vonderhaar. The dude is a wizard when it comes to marketing. But guess what? You know what he does first? He asks you who you are and what your product is and who your target audience is. And he asks you to define who you are and what you're trying to do. Because maybe I'll have Alex on the show. I've had him on the last show. If I were to sit down right here and I say, Alex, what's the best ad to run? I got money. Which platform should I put it on? Would he give me an answer? Uh, You know, I'm sure there is an answer to that. But the better response would be a question. Who are you trying to reach? What are you trying to do? Right? Tractor Supply Co. Hey, I need to fix my tractor. Uh, I, need, I need a new blade. What happened to it? What are you trying to do? What happened? Hey, I want a better quality of life. You know, well, what are you trying to do? What kind of technology do you need? Hey, I want to scale my business. It, the answer is not Salesforce, guys. Stop buying it. All right. 
if, if I have to go through one more organization who's bought Salesforce um, and implemented it and didn't know what they wanted to do with it or what they did as a business, I'm, I'm going to scream. That's like the number one thing that I have. And you know what? Salesforce will sell it to you too, man. No, no slight to Salesforce. Great software. It's just super powerful. That's like not knowing if you need a car or not and then going out and buying like a Maserati. Right. Not knowing if you're going to go off roading or not and going out and like buying some huge lifted like tank. Right. When all you really need is a, like a bicycle. Right. Like define where you're going, guys. Define what you need. Define who you are. That is the key to scaling. You so many people nowadays are it's almost like we're afraid to start. We want to skip to the end. You're like, I, I want to be a good hockey player, but I don't want to learn to skate because I don't want to fall. But man, if I could skate. So you go out and you buy all the gear and you buy the best skates and you buy the best stick and you buy the best helmet, but you've never been on the ice and you don't know how to skate. What good is that for you guys? That's what you're doing with your business. That's what you're doing with your life. When you go out and you buy these streaming platforms, when you go out and you're buying, buying all these SaaS platforms, buying AWS and buying Amazon or buying Google, or buying Microsoft Azure, going out and, and building these, you know, picking these cloud solutions and not knowing what you're really going to do with it is a waste of money. And it's not, it's not going to help you scale, right? Start small. So again, I'll read it again for you. Because you need to refine the rules and processes before you add the people. Before you go to Tractor Supply, before you buy an Alexa, before you download and install Cortana, before you do uh, make that higher, before you do any of it, you need to define your processes and procedures. Why are you doing it? Who does what? What happens first? And, and that's not like very sexy, right? You know what is sexy is like all of these cool like commercials by AWS, the AWS is how, right? Or the Microsoft Azure commercials where like uh, common you know i think that's who it is uh commons up there and he's doing spoken word poetry on stage and he's like the future you know or <laughs> whatever he's saying like that's cool right you're like hell yeah microsoft azure buddy yeah man the future common said so but that's that's not where the real starting happens sure the commercial aws is how yeah but you know what is actually the how. The how is actually the process. It's not AWS. AWS is the what. It's like what you used. It's not the how. <laughs> Every time I see that, it drives me crazy. It's not the how. The process is the how. The governance is the how. And if you ever talk to an application salesman, if you talk to a SaaS salesman, and they don't ask you what you want to use the platform for, then immediately run to the hills because they're just trying to sell you something. Every single time somebody comes to me and they say, Roy, I want Microsoft 365. I want a power app. Why? <laughs> Why do you want a power app? Will I build your power app? Sure. But what I don't want to do is spend a whole bunch of time and your money on building something that you're never going to use because that does nothing. You know, 
you'll probably leave with a sour taste in your mouth because I built you something that you don't use and you spent a lot of money on it. And then I will leave with one less client because you probably will move on and say, you know what, that was actually a waste of time and money. And then I won't get the referral because you won't go tell all your friends how great the application that my company built for you, right? So it does nobody good. So if me, the business, really wants somebody to stick around, then I'm gonna say, hey, why? you want a power app what are you doing how are you gonna do it who's gonna be involved these are all very important questions and the questions you should be asking yourself before you go out and hire anybody and before you buy any technology and I would tell you that the num the name of this podcast is processes are greater than people people are greater than technology and that's the order you define the process, you hire the right people to help you refine the process and deliver the process, and then you get the technology to support the people in the processes. It's that simple, guys. And, and I know that's not some like sexy commercial, that's not some, uh, you know, Common's not up here with spoken word, he's not sitting next to me, but that's the basis of everything. And if that's too businessy for you and you want something that's more going to relate to your everyday life and you're going you're gonna to want something to relate to uh, working wherever or remote or uh, maybe just sitting around with tech, right? Then define who you are and what's important to you. Get the right people around you who are gonna help support you in that mission in your life, and then find the technology to help you do it. Don't, don't go out and buy a bunch of streaming platforms and Alexa devices and, and, and install Cortana and you know buy all these cameras and all whatever for your house and ring and, and, you know, a remote generator, don't go out, get all the stuff. And then, you know, be like, okay, what do I do with it? Because you're working backwards. You're never going to find the purpose and your stuff's going to sit and you're going to be nowhere closer to doing or reaching any of your goals than you were when you started. So again, guys, here it is using people to leverage a refined process multiplies production using people as a solution to a poor process multiplies problems. And when you talk about technology, because I believe the exact same thing can be said with technology, using technology to leverage a refined process multiplies production. Using technology as a solution to a poor process multiplies problems. That's the truth. That's all there is to it. Define who you are, what's important to you, your mission, your vision, your goals. Define the process. What's step one? Where are you headed? Why are we doing this? Who's involved? Once you get through that, you'll feel a lot better about yourself, for one, because guess what? Decisions will be so much easier to make. So I've told this story a lot. Um, I've told this story a lot where I grew up a Washington Redskins fan, and uh, I'll, let the, I'll let the song play me out here. I grew up a I grew up a Washington Redskins fan, huge Redskins fan. My grandparents were Redskins fans. My parents, me, my kids, like were Redskins fans. I'm from DC. My parents are from DC. My grandparents like lived in in DC. They they weren't originally. They're transplants, uh, government transplants, but uh, they you know are about as close to DC as possible, right? So like we're DC, right? I got my my Nationals hat on here. I, we're DC, but. What's important to me, not raping people, uh, for one, Dan Snyder, 
um, that's pretty fucked up, right? Like that's that's not cool. Two is caring about others more than yourself, uh, which the organization slighted just about every single fan over the years, right? Where uh, the stadium falls apart. You see videos of people who are just getting actual feces dumped on them because plumbing is breaking. Uh, they've they did just an awful job with the stadium. It was all like a money grab. Um, that whole area, they just totally screwed it in the fans. And then the latest bit with this name change, there was a whole group of fans who they asked for the fans' opinion. Great move. They asked for the fans' opinion, and the fans said, hey, we want these names. And the organization came out and said, you know what? We hear you. We know that you guys want that. But that's not really what we wanted. So, no. And then they try to frame it that it was going to cost too much money or some BS. And and so it became very easy for me to say, one, they have a terrible culture um, with the whole the sexual harassment charges. The I mean, they just it is a bad, bad culture. They treat people very poorly. Um, two, they don't care about me, the consumer, the fan. OK, three. They really, really, really don't care about you, the consumer, the fan. And, oh, by the way, attention to detail, because they even got their own logo wrong by putting, they put the wrong years that they won championships. So all this considered, I was like, look, my core values are rooted in faith. My core values are rooted in treating people with respect, purpose, passion, right? The, the, these are the things that I'm rooted in. The Washington Redskins, the Washington football team, the Washington Commanders are not rooted in these things. I'm out. It was very easy. So when you define who you are, what's important to you, what your processes are, are and what they're supposed to do and be, decisions become made rapidly. You can, you can make decisions like that. And until you do that, you won't know who to hire. And until you don't know who to hire, you don't know what technology to bring on. So there it is, guys. That's the show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hit me with a like and subscribe. Share it out. I don't run ads, never will. Thanks for hanging out. This has been the Work Forever Podcast. And until next time, guys. Sawyer! So yeah.